you want to call me a fucking psycho, that dude, whoo, come on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the greatest podcast on earth about nonsense. I am Chris Cash from Mount Philadelphia. Joined by my co-host, Roy the Psychopath Scott from Vintage Axe Works. This is the Axe and Iron Podcast. So professional. So professional, clean, the best. The best everything. The best literacy, the best. Audio, dictation, the, the, the best, best all, the best, the, the fucking, fucking best. <laughs> What's up, man? Holy shit, dude! What a whirlwind! Yeah. What a whirlwind! Thank you very much for driving twelve and a half hours out to upstate New York to complain about how bad your feet hurt and add, do absolutely nothing the entire weekend. I appreciate that very much. It was great to see your disgustingly ugly face it's for true. like an hour and a half for the three days you were there. But Listen, like whenever, 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 whenever you and I fucking hang out, yeah, we, we there's always hung- like something else involved. Yeah, yeah. you and I have never just like fucking relaxed, chilled, it, chilled, yeah. and have fun. That's like the life we live, though. You're always like in this fucking crazy eye fucking mode where you're yeah. you're doing a hundred different. Met, fucking you met things. me at Michael Hoops. Yeah. When I was delivering his power hammer, you met me in Ohio. <laughs> yeah. Me and Matt Harris were and then. Maker camps, yeah. Maker camps, yeah. And you're always no, fucking busy. The time will come. Maybe yeah. when I get uh, physically fit and able to <laughs> breathe longer than thirty minutes. Oh, you're go going to Montana? Montana? You're going to Montana? Yeah, I'll go to Montana with you. Why not? Why I'll the hell it. not? We'll we'll do like roadside fishing, camping kind of stuff. I'll take yeah, it easy. Driving yeah. all the driving things. <laughs> Versus lazy, fat ass. <laughs> but here's the thing. You will still have the trip of a lifetime. Dude. That's how fucking awesome it is. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I want to go see that part of the world before I die. And we'll uh, see Will and fucking hang out. It'd be yeah. Fun. Yeah, absolutely it would be. Um, I've been doing a crap ton of yard work. Mm-hmm. I saw that. I have a freaking... Dude, does this ever happen to you? You get a thorn or a splinter somewhere... Mm-hmm. But you can't see it. But if you grab things a certain oh, way, yeah. it, like, it zings you. <laughs> yes, so I have one in the webbing in between my thumb and index finger. Wait, I... you, you have webbing? I well, thought you, were know, t- you know what I'm talking no, about. No, your, your hands this, are too meaty for webbing. This little thing here. And every yeah. once in a while, I pick something up today. And it's like feels like a literal nail going into the yeah. bone. <laughs> yeah. But <clears throat> anyhow... Um, let's get right into the hot topic of the day. Let's do it. Of the year. The weather has been absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> fucking knew it. I fucking knew it. <laughs> no, today it actually oh, is shit. around like uh, mid, probably 50s out, but we've had some like 85 degree days. Oh my and God. Sun shining. Yeah, man. It's been nice. I love it. Uh, spring is officially kicked off. Everything is blooming. I'm chasing birds out of the pole barn because they keep trying to put nests up there. And uh, working right away, I got back from Maker Camp and thought I was going to be dead. And I got like this. You were dead. Yeah, I was. But I got this like slam of energy and just started going full bore. And I actually got an order from a guy. I don't exactly know who he is, but he's been bugging me for a while about 
a drill press vice stand um, out in Washington State. So I've been working on that this week, um, which consumes a lot of time, believe it or not. For as simple and as elegant as I think they are when they're done, mm-hmm. damn, do I put a lot of freaking time. And <laughs> Matt's like, you're doing pretty good on this one. You're only three days deep. And I'm like, oh, three shit. days seems like forever to me. But, Dude, uh, um, uh, you got some nice videos going on, too. Um, yeah, I'm gonna, start ra- put, I'm gonna start putting video. some uh, start putting some new some videos up and content. You know, coming back to it, everybody's been asking me what the hell I was doing, especially at Maker Camp. Everybody's like, "Why don't you post anything anymore?" I'm like, oh, "I don't know, it just got boring. Literally, just got boring to me." So I had tons of conversations with guys at Maker Camp uh, yeah. about that, um, and it's the very same reason why I haven't been posting a lot yeah, of it. Just got boring. It's boring. Um, and it. It doesn't matter how much or how little or what you do different. If you're trying to chase the fucking algorithm, like you know that I do. Like uh, everybody tries to do. <laughs> it's a waste of fucking time. And you're yeah. at the mercy of fucking robot Zuckerberg. And that motherfucker head. Yeah, I don't care head, about any of that stuff anymore. I, I'm so fucking I love it. that they're taking away the money for reels now. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. I it's love fun. that. But now they're filling it with subscription badges and subscriber mm-hmm. shit and like. Uh, I saw a thing and I posted a video today and said, you unlocked an achievement. I'm like, what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> and I think people are feeding on that. They're feeding on like, oh, what's my next achievement? Like they're playing some real life video game. But um, no, anyhow, the social media thing's awesome. I love the, like I always say, I love that freaking community, the whole thing we got, but I'm not, I don't give a shit about the game, honestly. Yeah. I just want to go on there, have fun, post a couple videos that I think are interesting. And um Power Hammer video was really cool. People were freaking loving that. I uh, sliced up a little bit of me and Matt playing with that thing. The Bradley, and, uh, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, the little Bradley, and then, uh, yeah, there was a couple. Ma- Actually, what was really cool on that drill press base that I didn't post because Tato, like, stole it as soon as I got it was the handle had, like, some weird ratcheting Mm-hmm. tension mechanism on it but mm-hmm. the handle's not needed for the stand so he jacked the handle but it had a really cool handle that went on the side of it too well, but those, um did have a it must have had a square hole or something yeah like yeah that. yeah it had a square hole on it most of those things did have some sort of removable handle on the side of them because the same nut the same square headed bolt that you would use to ratchet that was the same size as all the bolts that you would use to lock down everything so one wrench mm-hmm. would essentially go to every single bolt on there it's like it's like they had a little forethought in that. Yeah, that's pretty much how everything was made, man. Everything like yeah. especially you go you go like an old lathe, every single nut that you would tighten on that was mm-hmm. the same size. Yeah. So the wrench that came with the lathe would tighten everything. It would tighten your tool down, it would t- tighten your work rest, like everything. And uh I don't know, I think about that shit a lot, honestly, because there's no there's no substitution for the way things were made. Like there's app, you can't do, you literally, you cannot take a single tool that's being made today and compare it to something that was made 50 years ago. There's not a single tool alive right now that you can go, Oh, well they're actually putting in a lot of work into that and it looks really good. And I think we had a little bit of, I I blank out on what I say on the previous episodes of podcast. Maybe we had a little conversation about this. The listeners, recap yeah. some of the shit that i say and i'm like i said that i don't even yeah. know i'm saying that but yeah, i yeah. think i hope that well it's not gonna happen so we're just i'm just putting it out there fucking tool spit it out Good tool God. manufacturers will never make shit like that again ever no, of course not they no. won't one because the number one reason is because it's not cost effective anymore 
So it's not cost effective for somebody to stand there and like make hand forged bolts or hand forged gears or like, you know, sure. whatever. But um, so I think preserving those kinds of tools are like the shit. Plus, those tools are so much better. Like everything. You can go to woodworking. Like old band. I have five old crescent band saws out there right now. Really? Yeah. Which I want to sell some of them. So if anybody wants them, they're all projects. Yeah. So if somebody wants a project, like I want to get rid of them cheap. What, like si- a, what size are they? I have a 36 and a 20 that I really want to sell. So a 36 what? is monstrous, like a thousand yeah. pounds. Yeah. And then I have a 20 inch, uh, but they're all full restorations. You'd need to make some parts. Or actually, a lot of those old saws you can buy modern parts for. Mm-hmm. Let's talk um, about the 20. Like slow down. Let's talk about the 20. I'm interested. It, it basically looks like a. It looks like a giant crescent, like a 36 yep. inch, but it's just tiny. It's a little 20, 20 incher. But it's a project. Everything I have is project. I was I listed them both like last year for five hundred bucks. Like come pick up the pair of them, and wow. you can't find yeah thirty six inch for five hundred bucks in yeah, shitty yeah, yeah. condition. But um, just because I I needed the room and I have like some extra stuff, I have a bunch of stuff. I'm gonna probably throw together um, those mystery boxes again. A lot of people have been asking me about those, and I have a ton of tools that are still in boxes from shops that I bought. Mm-hmm. that I literally haven't even seen yet. Like, they went into the container in the box, and I haven't mm-hmm. even opened the box yet to see what's inside them. You should um, do a lottery for, like, one of those. Or, or like, a no, giveaway kind of thing. I, no, I'm just going to mix. Because there's That'd a lot fun, of doubles though. and like, triples no, of things. Like, you, don't, you have no idea what's in the box. You don't well, even I mean, have an idea. Essentially, That'd be fun. the people that buy the boxes have no idea what's in the boxes. So yeah, it but is it's even more fun. Like, yeah. you don't even know what the fuck's in yeah, there. There could true. be, like, a gym. Yeah, and then I lose out on like a five hundred dollars. <laughs> that's what makes it fun. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Listen, um, that fi- if there was a five hundred dollar widget in that box, like you're missing out on it now. How long have you had that fucking box? That's true. Couple, probably month or two. Yeah. Fuck off. I don't even Just know do what's it. in there. I lots of machines. I have a lot of machines tools. Um, a lot of a lot of things I have. Like people will come by that purchased stuff from me years ago. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, hey, can you buy this stuff back from me? And I'll, I'll just say sure, and I'll give them the cash for it. Because I say that, like, with a lot of my tools, when you're done using these, because a lot of people fall out of it, right? Especially blacksmith stuff. I'll say, when you're done, bring them back. I'll give you what you paid. Ooh, okay. So I've had I see some what people you're do that. Mm-hmm. I've had some people that come back with, like, a whole box of tools, and they're like, hey, I bought all this from you, like, in 2018. Can you give me what back what I paid for? I say, sure, no problem. And what I do is, because I don't have time for it, I'll give them the cash, like say it's like 400 bucks, and mm-hmm. I'll put the box in the container and I don't even look in the box. Like I don't even remember what I sold them, unless yep. it's like a big item. But I have a lot of that stuff and a lot of, I hate the older fellas that hold on to shit and never, it never sees the light of day. Mm-hmm. And I don't ever want to become that guy. So I have this 40 foot container and one wall of it is all tools that I don't use. So either at the end of this month, which what month is this, by the way? April? April. At the end of this month, I'm probably gonna have a get together tool sale, and then everything that's left over from that, I'm gonna probably put together all the boxes and stuff. Which last time I did it, I I did uh, 50 boxes. Is what that's I, awesome. But um, yeah, and it's kind of like I think about it too. Um, a lot of these guys love to go to flea markets, mm-hmm. and they don't have the opportunity or the place to go to a flea market. Sure. Yeah. So it's like you're getting the flea market sent to you, mm-hmm. you know, it's like 65 bucks, 15 bucks is the shipping and then $50 for all the tools. And then generally there's like $150 worth of shit inside of them. 
you know, because it's fun. Yeah, it's a fun thing to do. And I think it brings a lot just like I bring the trailer full of nonsense to Maker Camp and all the other events. It's like people love flea markets and love picking through other people's shit. And I have boxes and boxes and boxes and tubs of shit that needs to go because it's just sitting there not doing anything. And a lot of the tools that are in there are like mm-hmm. shit. You'll like, what was I looking for the other day? Oh, I needed, uh, I was building my bed and I needed yeah. metal hinges. And I'm okay. like, I bet you that I have metal hinges in here <laughs> somewhere. in this Sure enough, place. I had brand new metal hinges still in the package, non-painted, like ready to go. So it's like that kind of stuff. Like you'll get these boxes. Like I send out some of these boxes and like, there'll be like leather scissors in there, you know, for like cutting mm. leather mm-hmm. or something. It's like, Oh, you may not need that right there, but you yeah. put it in your little toolbox or something. It's like, damn, I'm glad I got the scissors. <laughs> there's a lot of shit like that. We all, me and Matt always say, if you need it, the container provides because there's so many shelves in there with like random shit. Um, it, it, like uh, another instance, I was building my truck bed and three of the uh, lenses were cracked. So I needed three lenses for the just the round circular like yep. what yep, are on yep. tractor trailers i go to the store the store only has two in stock buy those go to the container i have one brand new <laughs> randomly wrapped in a plastic bag like yeah it's just like i have so much it's stuff like your there. grandpa's garage it is it is and there's a lot of that stuff and i have a lot of stuff on the floor steve really helped me out a lot when he was here honestly i need a guy like i just look at all the stuff out in the pavilion I mm-hmm. have so many freaking tools that need to be organized and I've been trying to be better about it and like put things out because what happens when you have so many things is you can't remember, like, I don't care how good your memory is. You can't remember where that one thing is that you need right then and there. Right then in the moment. Yeah, so it's course. like, I'm trying to figure out this organization and I started buying these carts because when I was in the body industry, when you took apart a car, like all the tools and the parts would go on this cart. Yeah. So I've been trying to do that out there on the pavilion. I got three carts out there. I put all my like wrenches and stuff I use all the time on those carts. So I don't have to like go in gotcha. my toolbox yeah. and dig this out. So I've been like trying to organize stuff better, but I still have shelves and um, bolt bins filled with tools that I just, I got to dig for and Man, just when we to get better about that stuff. When we were kids, my grandpa had a, had a barn and we just, like that was his little hideout, you know. Like yeah, grandma, yeah, yeah. Grandma was bitching at him. He's like, oh, did he have the the baby jars screwed to the ceiling with screws and nails um, in them? I think not. Every grandpa had that. Well, they weren't screwed to the ceiling, but he had those all like organized up on. His you know shelf. what I'm but, talking like, about? Yeah, though? They yeah, would yeah. Screw yeah. the lid to the ceiling yeah. and then screw the jar yeah. to the lid. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was so cool when I see that yeah. shit at old barns and stuff. My grandpa, he had exactly what you're talking about. Just bins and bins and bins full of nuts and bolts and as kids we're just like what the hell are you doing with all these nuts and bolts but now it's like man i wish i had bins and bins of nuts and bolts like you always need a fucking nut and a bolt like always something fucking goes wrong oh you need a fucking so funny story when i bought that machine shop a bunch of years ago the guy bought a bolt manufacturing company out oh god so i had literally hundreds of thousands of bolts i think i've told this story multiple times but it was to the point where when I was moving that machine shop to my house, uh-huh. I told the guys that were helping me, I said, if somebody carries in another box of bolts, I'm going to lose my <laughs> freaking mind. Don't bring any more boxes of bolts in here. So notice what I said. He bought a bolt company. 
That's okay. crazy. He did not buy a nut company. <laughs> so. I got I a million bolts and no of nuts. Thousands li- when I tell you I have hundreds of thousands of bolts, I could pour them in a pile and swim in them like Scrooge McDuck. Like oh my I have God. that many friggin' bolts. But I do not have hundreds of thousands of nuts. So. All right, listen. Scrooge McDuck in fucking DuckTales, that was a yeah. great cartoon. Yeah, I fucking loved that thing. The theme song was awesome. Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Yep. I watched it all the fucking time. All oh, the time. Oh, and uh, the pilot. What was his name? Um, he was oh, the weird. Uh, he was the weird yes, wacky dude. He was the wackadoo guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, oh, what was that? Not important. Name? Not important. It is important. Okay. <laughs> it's so important. You're looking it up now, bitch. But anyway, uh, yeah, the the nut and bolt thing is launch pad. Launch pad. Launch pad. That's what it was. Yeah, I nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, how you remember that is Launchpad McQuack. <laughs> <laughs> he had the bomber uh, jacket on. I think he had yep. a white scarf. Yep, yep, he yep. Was, he was the cool one. But so but, you're swimming in bolts, no nuts. Yeah, no nuts, and it's just like you, just like you said, you wish you had all those. But like just just this week, I needed three very specific length nuts. Mm-hmm. I mean bolts rather. And I go out and I can't find them. I'm looking <laughs> yeah, through yeah. every single all of them thing. but those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Lucas was kind enough to bring some bolt bins to, I think, Maker Camp or maybe something prior to. Oh, I think it was the Group Forge last year. So I have like four of those. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I think it was like at Maker 10 Camp. more of them. Or whatever, yeah. Because I have a filing cabinet that weighs like 2,000 pounds that's just filled with bolts. Jeez but, Louise. Speaking of the Group Forge. Yeah, let's get into it real quick. Uh, there's not much to get into. It's a great project. They got everybody nailed it. All the men and women that were there working hard, man, you guys killed it. Uh, listening to um, oh god, what's that? Working Snooze hands Fest po- podcast. Work, yeah, work, working Fest, hands or the podcast. Working hands podcast with uh, our good friends um, Tony Woodland and Keith uh, Dumb or uh, from Blackthorn Concepts, Drennan. Yep. Um, Tony, the great torch. great perspective on the podcast or on the group forge. Um, I it very much enjoyed hearing how the takeaways that people yeah. leave with because um, you know in the a couple of things I want to touch on in the design process of building this thing, I kind of wanted to be like you guys help out with the design. We did the same thing with the fire pit. Like, Oh, we made all these fern pieces. And I was like, okay, now mm-hmm. you guys figure out the layout, you figure out the design and all that kind of stuff. So I kind of want to incorporate that. And that's a good lesson learned. Like Tony kept making the comment on their podcast, like, Oh yeah, we forged this out, but Chris didn't even use it. Oh yeah. yeah. We made this, but Chris didn't even use it. Well, let me tell you something. Chris right, forges go. out about 500 parts and uses like 10 on his own shit. So it there wasn't, it didn't have anything to do. There's a lot to be learned in um, layout and design and the way things look. And maybe we make this piece and it looks good in your head, but when you physically put it there, it doesn't look that good. You know, the flow isn't there or something's missing or it takes up too much space or it looks, you know, just different. So there was a lot of things. Uh, it was interesting here, especially Tony's perspective, because I put I put a lot. I, I, Tony says he's not, you know, a real good Smith or anything like that. And he's very novice. And I put a lot on him when he comes because, uh, he's his willingness to learn and listen without mm-hmm. like any pushback is really good. Same thing with like, uh, 
Patty always jumps in head first. They talked a lot about Patty. Patty comes to everything I do, which I, uh, for those of you who don't know, Patty Brooklyn, she's freaking amazing. She dives in head first. Anything I tell her to do, like within five minutes, she mm-hmm. figures it out and is like going full, full blast. Um, and then, of course, everybody else, there was a lot of people there. I think at one time there was 30 people there, and I wanted to hit Austin in the back of the head with a blunt engine hatchet. <laughs> but um, it was, it was kind of crazy. There was, uh, we kind of nailed it. It all came down to the wire. There was a lot of people that didn't get to see the finished product, but what happens is there's pieces and stuff that make sense. There's pieces that don't make sense. So I was kind of waiting for like this lull Mm -hmm. or this downtime to where I could figure out how I wanted the rest of the layout to go. Um, there's still a couple things that need to be done, but we physically ran out of every material Mm -hmm. as far as gas, acetylene, oxygen, and all that stuff so we couldn't really it's like 95 percent done yeah, yeah. Uh, so thank you to lucas yourself and rob for uh sanding and burning a piece of wood amazing contribution to that entire project we couldn't have done it without you here to help um yeah absolutely i'm glad that one piece of wood could provide three people with 10 days worth of content it was amazing <sighs> you're a fucking <laughs> asshole <laughs> But no, overall, it, the most important thing to me was that Austin's family came out mm-hmm. Sunday and loved it. And his uncle said, we need to concrete and bolt this thing to the ground because somebody's going to steal it. <laughs> that is what's most important to me because I'm there for to make their place more beautiful and a better place to be. And I think yeah. that bench just like Shazam. When it was done, I was like, okay, yeah, this fits. So you know what I like in this thing, too? And same with the the other project. It's fucking, it's Karate Kid, right? Okay. So fucking. I don't Daniel, get the reference, but we'll Dan- be waxing on and waxing off. Exactly. Daniel's okay. fucking waxing on, waxing off. Uh-huh. He doesn't know. Oh, he does it wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's uh-huh. doing it wrong. He doesn't know. Yeah. What he thinks it's dumb. Like, yes. he's just complaining. And then in the moment, it's like. He fucking uses the wax on, wax off, yes. and he's like, "Oh shit!" And that's when yeah. the fucking parts start to come together. Because whenever, whenever, dude, like you're saying, there's like 30 fucking people in there, and yeah. some some people are just fucking off like me, and other people are, you know, trying to learn, and other people are like taking leads. But like, if you if you take a step back, you're like, "What the fuck is going on?" And everyone yeah. said the same thing. They're like coming up, whispering, like, "Chris keeps changing his mind." It's like, well, yeah, that's. That's part I, of I, I did like in a joking what kind yeah, of yeah, like yeah. I did all this and then he changed his mind and yeah. and I was like well it's a piece of artwork it's gonna change yeah. and you gotta like there's a hundred different parts he's trying yeah. to make it look like he would make it you know he wants to make the best fucking thing ever yeah um so yeah like, I get that there's a whole bunch of changes but like you take a step back and it's total fucking wax on wax off chaos and then yeah. at the very last minute it all comes together and you're fucking like Shazam. There it is. Yeah. There's a lot to be learned in that. I learned it all the time. You know, I was trying to explain to guys on this one sculpture I did last year. It was kind of like a weather vane that spun Mm -hmm. and the whole thing started out as a candle holder that I worked on for a week. So it would have been a centerpiece in the middle of a dining room table. Okay. And I worked on it for a literal week. And the design was going great. And then I'm laying in bed like we do, you know, before you go to sleep and you start your brain starts scanning a million things. I woke up the next morning and cut it all in a million pieces after I just did a full (laughs) week's worth of work. And I was like, none of this makes sense. I don't like the design. I don't like the layout. So there's a lot to be learned in that process. It's not Chris 
being a dick and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it, you, there's certain, I'm glad everybody got to see how hard it is to make a circle or at least three quarters of a circle, making a scroll and making yeah. it appealing to your eye is not easy. And even though I brought a, some jigs to get started with, it was like, you could see like, you know, Tony, Noah, everybody. I think Lucas started on one and mm -hmm. gave up, literally worked on it for like an hour and was like, nope, I'm not doing this. <laughs> and then went to do work, went to do woodwork. But it's tough, man. It's tough trying to execute something that's pleasing to the eye. It's it's the same thing with anything, whether it be woodworking, whether it be rest, restoring axes and making them look nice. Like stuff needs to look nice when yeah. it's done, like appealing and like. Sure, we can throw a bunch of scabby shit together and be like, oh, we all worked on it. And, mm -hmm. But I think that the days of getting a participation trophy are over with. Like, let's, yeah, make, hopefully. Some, let's make some nice shit. Like, yeah. I think the me and Ben Snur, our good buddy, we're talking about this last night on the phone. I think the quality of a lot of work out there is going down. Really? And it's kind of, yeah, I just think like, I'm not just talking about in blacksmithing. I think in everything, people are getting sloppy and they're chasing views and they, you know, mm. they're doing three quarters of the work to try and get a hundred percent of the love on Instagram and, or Facebook or whatever the avenue may be. Sure. I just think that the quality of work's kind of going down. Whereas my quality of work when I start on something is absolute trash, but at the end I want it to be like you know, a good representation of where I am in my skill set. I'm not saying I say mm -hmm. it all the time. I'm not a blacksmith. I'm not, I'm nothing. I'm literally beginner novice at the shit compared to people in the craft compared to people that I look up to, but I want the, the full spectrum of what I'm doing to show like, okay, here's my hammers when I started yep. and then here's where they're going, you know? And it's like that progression is there, but there's a lot of people where like, you see them going backwards. It's like, damn, the first stuff they started doing was really nice. Mm -hmm. Now they're just throwing out trash just to get the thumbs up. You know, it's Inter like, I think about that a lot. And there's other people that agree with me that might not have the platform to say it, nor have the balls to say it. But I think a lot of the quality of work out there is just going kind of down. And That's it's literally, um, it's literally, we're being my brains that's part of the reason i took a break from all this social media crap too is i was getting discouraged i looked to that for inspiration and fun and like see what other people are making and try and kind of get jazzed up but yeah. then when you go on there and you see trash it's like oh well hang on i'm not making anything like that like that's bullshit <laughs> you know what i mean like that's trash work i'm not trying to i want to level up i want to go yeah, to the next yeah, yeah. thing and get better and better uh those shapes that they were forging towards the end that they were team striking with and stuff. Yep. Those were beautiful. If we would have did like, you know, if I would have designed something that incorporated like 10 of those, it would have been killer. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was like, that wasn't the way the design went. So it was a good finished piece. We didn't necessarily, we, for what we created with the amount of tooling that we have, like to some, it may, may seem like a lot. That is very, very minimal. What, Austin has in the pavilion not to say not not saying anything bad about it but like if you were to make that bench at a real like everybody kept asking me how long would this take in your shop I'd be like well realistically I'd be done with the whole back piece in one day mm -hmm. just because I have the tools here to do it sure. like yeah, bam yeah, bam yeah. bam I know where everything's at you know yeah. lay it out on a nice flat welding table get everything you know dialed in and all that shit but um and then another thing I want to touch on about that is uh, I know Keith was jokingly talking about the welder and all that stuff, but I, 
I don't think he was there for the discussion. We talked about um, modern blacksmithing and fabrication and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, it's a group forge. Like, we're forging a bunch of pieces. But we're also have to do it in a timely manner. I have two and a half days to create this six foot by five and a half foot bench. You know, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. traditionally that stuff would be like riveted, hot wrapped, hot collared, and all that stuff. But I don't, we don't have that kind of time, so yeah. it gets mig welded together, and then you know we hide a bunch of the mig welds and make stuff kind of seamless or try our try our best with the time allotted. But um, a lot of times especially in modern blacksmithing, like Matt Harris explains to me, people don't want to pay for traditional sure. connections. They don't want to pay for the way traditional things were made. Just like throwing back to the tools, like we yep. were just talking about old tools. People don't want to pay for the old way things were done. So the modern way of doing things, people don't care as long as the end result is there. You right. know? And it's yep. like, I wasn't teaching anybody how to weld. Mm-hmm. I, nobody i think they welded like one guy i believe his name was jake i think i can't really remember there was whoa well, well, there was two guys that had never been to maker camp ever and okay. they came to the group forge but uh i put a welder in his hand one time and i totally ripped off and redid what he did but <laughs> other than that i wasn't there to teach anybody how to weld <laughs> and uh yeah it was just that's the way the thing needed to be assembled so no, I, I I get what you're saying, and the hot reps that you and Charles were working on, like it's just yeah, like Charles little little. Them, and then I think everybody else kind of got in there. Noah got in, did some hot wrapping. Dave from um, yeah, Dave did some hot wrapping. Patty, of course, she was all about it. Tony did a little bit. Um, yeah, it's. So like little, like little details like that, like I I couldn't see it, you know, right until it was on and I was like, Oh, that really makes a big difference. It does. It really does. Just Um, makes, makes things pop. And whenever, whenever you're like looking over a project or whatever, you just start to see the subtle nuances that, that you, you know, that make it awesome just from afar. But then you get on it, you're like, Oh shit, look at that. Yeah, like that, the texturing made, that yeah. Fernando and Charles and Jason from Dark State Forge, and there was um, somebody else. Sorry, I'm drawing a blank right now. I think Mike Mucci or somebody helped them do that. But I think Trevor helped on, also. Yes, Trevor from Dusty Squeak. Um, God, there was a lot of people there. there it's so there hard were, to remember everybody. Go, like, if um, you're listening to the show, go listen to uh, Working Hands. They give a whole rundown of everything. Yeah, that I was think there. they give. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but. Uh, no, again, I can't say enough for I tell everybody that I'm honored when they come and I truly am because I could me and Austin could put this thing up and there could literally be like two people that show up. Yeah. But instead there's like twenty five to thirty people uh yeah, counting. I think you know, I think it's twenty one of the people bigger signed. events, right? It is, yeah, yeah. And it's I'd like great. To think that's because of me. <laughs> yes, yes, it's because Roy drives. <laughs> I'm the draw. I'm the draw. Baby. Yeah. Yeah, everybody wants to come and make fun of you sitting there barefoot like a disgusting human being. Um, but no, I really am truly honored that that many people are interested in travel. Um, Ryan from Gnome Hammer Forge. Oh, he, yeah, yeah. He, like, did everything I asked him to, plus more. Um, I was hoping he that my main concern is that everybody gets value from this. Um, Austin prices it very, very nice. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I, th- I hope everybody gets a good, good value out of it is mainly leaves with 
something, you know, if you learn sure. tw- 20 things from 20 different people and you just take one thing and it helps you out, then that's great. But that's a, su- a success to me. And I hope that's uh, what people get out of this. But so, so I know there have been two events that I've been to that that you that you all have held. Uh-huh. And what I think is interesting is is people. I'll just use Fernando as an example. Fernando yeah. is not a blacksmith. And Fernando I, and I, Papa Castle three sixty five on Instagram. <laughs> okay. He's actually does a. He was. Um, I think his he's like a hobby a hobbyist uh, leather worker. He does okay. a lot of leather working stuff. Yeah. All right, so I'll use him, and I'll use Noah Spence from Smiling Wolf. Is that it? Is that yeah, it? yeah, Smiling Wolf Workshop, yeah. So these dudes are fucking awesome. They're they're fun to be around. Yep. And it's and they've been to both of them. Yep. And I, it just, it, for me, it feels like they don't really care what they're working on. They're not going to be blacksmiths. They're yeah, just yeah, up yeah. There, they're just up there having a good time, yeah. helping out, and just they just want to be a part of it. And I just, I think that is cooler than anything else exactly and, that, and that's yeah. really why i i enjoy going just to be yeah. a fucking part of it just to be around all yep. of the people um and it's it's fucking fun and there, clearly there are people like jason from dark state um trevor knew what he was doing charles for sure knows what he's when i say no charles just goes i don't really necessarily think he knows what he's doing he just well, goes in the direction that he thinks he's going okay i don't but, i don't no so me, look, me, charles look, is great. me looking you know, from outside the outside looking, in, yeah it, yeah, it yeah. looks like he knows what he's doing, and Tony doesn't know. Like it looks like Tony knows what he's doing, but hearing him talk about it on the show, yeah, like, I, I don't know what the fuck yeah. I'm doing. I and don't I, know what I'm doing. Chris <laughs> didn't use anything that I made. <laughs> um, I I really got a kick out of people changing my design too. Like Jason from Dark State, I was I had this, yeah. and and Fernando, I had this idea of putting these like viney wraps around the legs. And then Jason's like, why don't we cut like a spade in the back and yeah, forge like a spade? Yeah. And then we'll duplicate that on the front. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's actually better than my idea. You know, yeah. it's like, so I, I really like that aspect of it, yeah, of this just, community, because that's what it essentially is about. It's this community yeah. coming together to build something cool that they're yeah. all going to get drunk on and lay, <laughs> lay around the fire. Do you want to know my biggest takeaway, motherfucker head? What you do? You literally do nothing when you're there. What's your takeaway? You learn well, how to I, run a weed burner. <laughs> fuck off! I didn't even burn anything, dipshit. I was advocating not burning it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was at first too, but overall it was fine. I do like like whenever after they did the fucking rub down and it like you could see the purple hues like the chatoys. Yeah. I know you don't know what that means. Um, it's a it, sailing term. It has something to do with when you pull the mask out. It really the, is. The yeah, the chatoins yeah. comes around, it, and you want to tie that off before you the gotta wind tie. Picks up. Yeah, it'll, it'll gotta tie up the chatoins before the wind picks up, or the pulley's just gonna snap in half. Um, so it, it ended up being really nice, and I hope that uh, Austin oils it up and preserves it because, like, he really yeah. needs to put some fucking oil. Anyway, the big fucking takeaway. Yeah. This is my takeaway, bitch. Okay. Chris Cash. Yeah. Is is an artist, and I did not think of you as an artist before then <laughs> yeah so and i'll give a couple examples i'm not trying to freaking stroke you off or anything here but no like, i know what you're yeah hang on let me fucking finish okay go ahead, go ahead go ahead you never fucking take compliments you just sit back and fucking listen for a oh, second God. so whenever you you had your little sketchbook there and 
you had three different designs and you're like, Amy said this one looked like a butterfly and it does. I didn't see a butterfly in it until you like you pointed out and like, yeah, sure. And then you had another like like diagonal wispy one and then you had yep. the one that you settled up on. And then you took that sketch and you did a one-to-one fucking scale with chalk on the fucking floor so yeah. that people could come up and, you know, take my, that's what Tony was talking about. Oh, lined it up and it was on the chalk. Well, um, I was, I, the chalk was, that was all just, I, I explained to them at the beginning, I wanted this mirrored, but this isn't a mirrored drawing. Sure. Because I don't have the ability to make a perfect shape on both sides with but, chalk on a, on an asphalt. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Dude, if you said, Roy, draw a fucking bench on a piece of paper, one, I yeah. couldn't do that, and then transfer it to the fucking floor. To the and, bar floor of the tiki to, yeah. bar. <laughs> and, and then teach a class yeah. with a whole bunch of idiots that are, that are drunk toward the end of the day. And Wait, nobody's them. drunk? Who was drunk? Uh, there were plenty of people that were loaded. Uh, <laughs> I didn't notice that. Were there really? Oh, dude, yeah. Who? I'm not saying Call that. Call him out! Uh, <laughs> Fernando? <laughs> oh, no, I think that's just... Yeah, I think Fernando is just like Fernando. Dude, and I, 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 to, I told him, I was like, yo, Fernando, straight up, here's why I like you. And he's like, huh, what? And I go, you don't give a fuck about anything. Like, he went, like he's got fucking, like, Christmas lights and shit in his fucking, in his room. Like, he hangs up fucking shit. Yeah, he, he goes to the same like, room every time he comes there. Yeah. Yeah, and, and he puts, like, little improvements on that room every dude, time he's there. I, I fucking love that guy. Like, yeah, he he's is cool. so witty. He's yep. so fucking, uh, he's so, like, like condescending, her, like. Yeah, dry in, humor. In dry such humor. a funny way. Yeah. Like, like you're like, is he being serious? Does, what the fuck yeah. is going on in that dude's mind? Is yeah. he really? So, anyway. You're a fucking artist, and if you don't think so, you're an idiot. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Fernando is a Marylander, too. He only lives like 30 minutes from me. Um, fun, fun fact, fact I yeah. guess. Fun fact, yeah, fun fact. <laughs> uh, Noah, he's like three hours from me. He lives on the Dude, East Coast, on the Noah, East Shore. Noah is fucking one of the, the funniest Dude, that guy ever. smiles, man. You oh. could be like, you could be like, no, you're a fucking idiot. And he'd be like, thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong, man. I'm kind of dumb. But no, he's, like, he's not, though. He's like so kind and cool and. No, I love um, that guy. He's a it, super mega ultra nerd, though. Like, the biggest nerd. Uh, yeah. Star Wars geek, oh, Marvel yeah, geek. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all right. That's all right. Um, but no, uh, I, I'm going to try and run down everybody that I can remember that went there. Oh, shit. And uh, thank you very much. Lucas, Dre, uh, Alex. I can't remember his name. They called him Baby. He's got some weird the Baby Babyface killer. Yeah, the baby face. <laughs> they said that motherfucker was like 28 years old. That yeah, was he looks crazy. like he's, I never knew that. I never knew. Oh, that. he looks like he's of course, eighteen. Austin for throwing the thing every year. Yeah. Um, yourself, Charles, Fernando, Mike Mucci from Long Island, who usually comes to every hammer and he's great. He brings all his tools and he always helps out. Ryan from Gnome Hammer Forge, Tony Woodland, obviously, um, Patty, mm-hmm. Patty Brooklyn, uh, Dave Bauer, Dave Bauer. Trevor, Trevor, Dusty Squeak, um, uh, holy shit, uh, Blackthorn. Yeah, Keith, well, whatever. Keith is. <laughs> Dude, no, um, listen. Keith and I had a great conversation about oh, podcasts. Yeah? 
God, this dude is okay. All right, you want to call me a fucking psycho? That dude? Whoa, come on. Keith's a very. I'll say this. Keith is like a super hard read. I like Keith a whole lot, but he gives off this aura of like, eh, like he's kind of smug. He's kind of like, listen, listen. We were talking back out, so he was waddling around. I thought that was his normal walk. I just so, dude. Listen, we're talking, and he's and we're talking about podcasts and fucking all that sort of stuff. And we're talking about editing. And I'm like, yeah, we got good audio. And he's like, your audio sucks and shit. Yeah, right. And then uh, he goes, I edit out all of, like, the dead spots. And he goes, I've got this weird thing. You guys like, edit the dead spots and your podcast is still that boring? <laughs> Let me tell you something. You want to talk about editing dead spots, Keith? I swear to God, I thought my battery on my phone died. You guys had the longest dead spot ever in your podcast. Oh, my God. I think Tony said something. He ended his sentence. And it went dead silent. And I had to go over and look at my phone because I thought somebody was calling. And then you oh, go like shit. this. Keith goes, yeah, so. <laughs> Don't talk to us about audio quality and dead spots. But he, he, like, he says that he takes out like little clicking noises. And he goes, if I hear that stuff, it just drives me crazy. Oh and I was like, God. and I go. I, I can relate to that. Like, I, what are I you fucking, going for, though? I want it to be natural. Like, th- th- this is like one of the only times we talk. Yeah, so I want it to be like it's like a phone. Co- it's like a literal phone conversation. Like we're yeah. just shooting the shit. There's yeah. no setup here. You you guys hear all that bullshit I talk before the intro? Roy doesn't even know I'm doing the intro. I just start going. Just start going. And that's it. For any guest who's ever been on the show. Their eyes get like as big as dinner plates because they're like, oh, shit, we just go, huh? I'm like, yeah, we just go. But um, next up on the show, we're getting Patty Brooklyn. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, she and I talk. She's got a fascinating story. I, I can't wait to talk Patty's to her Patty's the best, the and I've talked to her a million times about coming on the show. We just kind of took this deviation away from guests because it's been overdone. But Patty's so cool. It's like, just come on and shoot the shit with us anyway. She's got, like, she has lived a million freaking lives. It, it's just... And I, and yeah, very I, interesting. And I, I know it's just scratching the surface of her. her yeah. You know, like she and I just kind of, you know, shooting the shit. Who while. else am I missing? Jason from Dark State Forge. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. Um, always honored that that guy comes because he's in mass. He could be doing his own thing, working his own shop, but he comes to hang out with us and make cool shit. Um, the small the, the smelt smelt team six dudes came on Friday. Yeah, Will came. Whatever. It's like they they drop Ryan off. Appreciate that. Thanks for the ride. I'll see you guys in a couple weeks. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, they didn't contribute anything. They just came okay. to shoot the shit. Yeah, um, and I'd no, like I'm, to think that was because I'm of me. I'm of... the fucking draw, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who else? I'm sorry for missing somebody else. Charles, obviously. Um, can you think of anybody else? I feel like I'm missing a crap ton so, of people. So there, there was, was a g- bunch of locals that Austin let come in. Do two days. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Chris, the Alchemist, 1964, and his son Chris, mm-hmm. the the Coast Guard helicopter pilot. You guys mm-hmm. freaking rock! They knocked mm-hmm. it out of the park. They realized how time consuming this crap was. I gave them a total of four half scrolls to do, yep. and it took them two days to do those, make them nice. And but they, he's like, man, they their takeaway from it. He just kept telling me, he's like, I learned so much. He's like, not only about this process, but like about ourselves, like me and me and my son working together, like realize that we can really make some beautiful things if we just stop and like slow down. That's a lot of what I hope people realize is like mm-hmm. we have this two and a half days 
to make something beautiful. But it shows, like, you know, Tony talking about he spent seven hours on one scroll. Right. If you spend, which I ended up not using and Noah redid, but if you spend, like, <laughs> really a lot of time, like, what is the saying? Going slow is fast or something like yeah. that? Yeah. That's, that's kind of true in Blacksmith. If you go fast, it shows. You sure. Know? It's you in anything. Yeah. Whenever yeah. I whenever I'm backpacking, I always say, and whenever I'm walking, I'm like, slow is fast, slow is fast, because yeah. you got to pace yourself. Because if you try to fucking run a marathon in the first whatever, you're just you're gonna be fucked the rest of the time. That's kind of the reason I stopped taking money on like pre-order stuff too. Sure, like, yeah, pre-made stuff because it was putting this mindset of like, oh shit, I gotta get it done. This yeah, I gotta get it me. done. So then the quality's gonna be like shittier, you know? Well, it's I like everything you do, but anyway. True. All right, listen. But, I've got a I've got a quick fucking story. Dude, and nobody it, likes your stories. They're ev- awful. Everyone loves my stories. All right. God. Dude, all right. So a ton of people asked about the motorcycle story and like there's a We're couple not of de- getting back into the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Story. I'm saying there's a couple little fucking disgusting. developments. I might get fucking subpoenaed, seriously. But anyway, um I'm driving home with fucking Charles, who drives like a goddamn maniac, but he was you, nice you, to Yeah, me. you told me when you got home you're like I'm never riding with him ever again. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> he was nice enough to slow down, and in his defense, I'm like, dude, Charles, come on. Like, you don't normally drive this fast. And he then he calls his wife, puts her on speaker, and he's like, hey, babe, how fast do I normally drive? And she was like, I don't like, 90? And, like, we're doing 90. Yeah, like, <laughs> no, we're doing mid-80s anyway. There so must be a fast family because he told the story of his wife getting a 90 and a 25. Yeah, yeah, they're just fucking lead feet. Like, <laughs> Kentucky lead feet. Seriously. So listen, we're in yep. a fucking hurry to get home, and then I, I get fucking dropped off still three hours from my house. So I get in my car, Right. and after being in the, his car for fucking 10 hours, I'm like, yeah. I gotta get home. And I'm in a fucking dipshit. I get in the car, and there's a quarter tank of gas, right? Yeah. So I'm like, I need to get as far as I fucking can. And I'm like, I want to make one stop. I'm going to get some coffee. And because I hate myself, I'm going to eat some donuts for the fucking ride home. Don't care. You always got to eat junk food on the road, dude. Yeah. And it's like, you know, fucking late. He drops me off at like, I don't know, nine or something. And by the time I fucking get to a ga- goddamn gas station, like I, one, I'm about ready to fucking pee my pants. Two, yeah. I want some coffee. Three, I want some donuts, and I got to get gas. I'm, like, freaking rolling in on fumes because it's, like, you know, you're, dri- you're driving. Yeah, you're waiting you're like, for the next exit. You're, you're like, like, nah, I, I'll wait no, for the I'll, next Yeah, I get the yeah, 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 yeah. I got the next one. Yeah, I don't want to drive .1 miles off. Yeah. The- like, I want to <laughs> fucking pull off. Seriously, like, why is that a through. thing? Yeah, <laughs> if you is. see it's gas station that says 1.1 miles, yeah, you're, you're like, no like, fuck Yeah, So I got it all fucking lined up, and I fucking come rolling into this fucking place. And it's in the middle of fucking night, in the middle of fucking Kentucky, and there's fucking little meth head tweakers just like, I'm sure they're lurking on the fucking edge of fucking... They're, looking, they're like, waiting for your donuts, scraps. They are. <laughs> so I fucking pump my gas, and I'm just like looking around, and, and it's pretty it's pretty calm. And I'm walking, I'm walking up, about ready to fucking pee my pants, and as I go into the fucking store, the fucking little quick stop, I see like a group of fucking stoners. And then I'm like frantically like like grabbing for my keys. Like, did I lock the car? Did I lock the car? And I'm like, like trying to fucking chirp it. And they're looking at me like, what the fuck is this dude doing? Knowing that like they're all like fucking weirdos, right? They are yeah. fucking weirdos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I go in the bathroom, fucking pee, come out, 
grab two coffees because that's what I'm doing. Yeah. And I get fucking chocolate donuts. So I've got two fucking bottles of fucking like Starbucks. The It's called like a splash of milk and mocha. I highly oh, okay. recommend it. So good. Wait, is that cold drink? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Cold coffee and a fucking, and not a little packet. Is that really what it's called? Uh, yeah, something like that. Huh. It's fucking good. that one up. Yeah, it's good. I'm a Not cold a, coffee aficionado. I love cold oh coffee. Oh, God. I have cold coffee every... I told you that. We have coffee every night before I go to bed. I drink yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway. So, I fucking grab my coffee. I don't grab the little little packet of donuts. I just grab the bag because I was like, <laughs> fuck it. I'll <laughs> eat some more in the morning or something. Fuck it, no. Fuck yeah. it. Yeah. And these fucking... They're four stoners, right? Mm-hmm. Two, two young ones. An older dude with fucking flowing blonde hair... Looks just like fucking Jax off of fucking Sons of Anarchy. Oh, okay, I mean, okay. Dude, guy's got fucking great hair. Uh, but he's got like a... It doesn't matter. Great hair, but he has no teeth. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and he's got his fucking like hooker girlfriend next to him. And they got tons of shit snacks up on the fucking counter. I'm like, total fucking stoners. And the fucking cashier behind behind the fucking desk. She's doing something, and she's like, I'm sorry, sweetie, just a second. And she's, like, milling around the cash register. And then she starts doing, like, fucking counting change. She's like, I got to count down my drawer. And I'm like, oh, God. For, like, the the one week that I worked in retail, I know what counting down the fucking drawer means. Yeah. You got to reconcile all the fucking Everything. Money, everything. Yep. Like, to the fucking penny. So she's like... Doing all the fucking bills and all the fucking change. And then she takes all the bills, wraps them up, puts them in the fucking safe. She's got a fucking turn, turn, fucking lock. And then she's fucking, she goes. And like every little step she fucking takes, she's like, I'm sorry, I'm almost done. And I'm like, bitch, you ain't almost fucking done. I know this goddamn process. You ain't fucking close to being done. I'm not even joking, dude. I'm in this. It becomes like fucking maniacal, comical of how long this fucking takes and how much my blood is boiling. And I don't want to leave because as soon as I leave, it'll be like you're at the fucking casino and you're like pulling, 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 nothing, nothing, nothing. You get up and you fucking, some dude fucking sits down and is like, dang, cash money fucking jackpot. And as soon as I knew <laughs> that I walked out that fucking door, that bitch would be like, all right, I'm ready. So I, I'm not even joking. 20 minutes. I'm waiting and I'm like human. Really? Oh, 20 minutes. Oh I'm so God, that's just downright rude. <laughs> 20 minutes. You know what I would have did? Like, no what? bullshit. I would have left my cash on the counter. Like, I wouldn't give a shit about cash. I didn't change. have cash. Oh, uh, I would have. Uh... But what you're talking about fits perfectly into this story. Okay. So let me set it up. Let me fucking paint you the picture here. Wait, is this not a setup already? We've been talking uh... about it for 10 minutes. How is this not a setup or a picture painting? Just tell a story. It's two fucking layers deep. Oh my One, God. it's the level of fucking madness and fucking anger inside of me that is just about ready to pop. Okay. So she finally finishes counting down her goddamn drawer, prints out the fucking whole oh thing. Oh, my God. And then... She's got to ring up each one of these fucking things. They've got a mountain of fucking junk food. And you know what this bitch does? It's just like fucking Kroger. She picks up a thing goes, oh, my son really likes these. Oh, my daughter loves these. Why do they do that? I don't fucking know. 
I do not know. They don't fucking do that with me because I give them the fucking death stare, like daggers in the fucking eyes. They ain't doing that shit. Because you look like a psychopath. That's why. <laughs> so she's fucking talking. And then there are other people that are milling in because it's 20 minutes fucking deep. And there's this fucking woman. Dude, she. Why? What time is this, by the way? You never even it's, said what No, time it's it was. like it's pushing 11 o'clock. Okay. So, in Kentucky on in, a Sunday. Yep. Sunday night in the middle of nowhere. It's like some random fucking exit. And, what kind and, of gas station? Is it a mom pop or is it like an Exxon? Uh, I, you know, I can't even remember. Okay. Uh, it was a smaller one. It wasn't like gotcha. a truck stop one. Um, and this fucking woman, dude, she's madder than me, which is oh, like, man. yeah, it's saying something, you know, the fucking person in line or like that or, keeps sighing. Oh yeah. 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 <sighs> <sighs> and like whispering under like oh my god yep yep she's, yep she's got her fucking hands on her hips that are too fucking wide like she's had too many kids yeah, and she's yeah, on yeah. she's been on like fucking government subsidies yeah yeah, so yeah. <laughs> she's so fucking mad and all she wants is to fucking like throw down her cash like like you're fucking saying yeah and just get out of there so this fucking cashier rings up fucking jack's Rings up his fucking girlfriend. Then there are two other fucking stoners. They're all fucking separate. And they're buying like ring pops and Slurpees and stupid shit. And they all want fucking cigarettes too. And this bitch next to me who's huffing and puffing, she goes, Mm -hmm. do you mind if I cut in front of you? And I'm like, bitch, I've been here for 20 minutes. Oh my God. And I I looked at her and I go, uh, and she goes, do you have to be work at 11 o'clock? And I go, uh, no. And she, she goes, just said, yeah. <laughs> she goes, well, I do. Can I please jump in front of you? And I was like, whatever. Go ahead. And this bitch fucking knows exactly what she's buying. And she knows yeah. exactly how much it fucking costs to the fucking cent. Right. So it, whatever she's buying, she's like a pack of cigarettes. It's a pack of fucking cigarettes. Yeah. And it's like $4.28. Okay. Right. She has a $5 bill and 28 cents, whatever it is. Right. Yeah. She fucking jumps in front of me and she goes, I want a par- pack of Marlboro. I hate myself. And then <laughs> she fucking, she, she, she puts down the fucking money and the cashier's like, you got a dollar extra. And before she even fucking was able to say that, that bitch is out the fucking door. She's like, she's like, thanks, tattoo man. She goes. Give that dollar to him. And she fucked the door fucking clang, clang, smocked her in her fucking <laughs> Meanwhile, ass. you're like, sweet, because I don't have I was cash. Like, <laughs> I was like, damn, I got a fucking dollar from that bitch. I was going to say something <laughs> oh, to her. Shit. So I fucking put my coffee up there, put my donuts. And she's giving me this look like, you don't look like a coffee and donut kind of guy. And I, <laughs> <laughs> you look like you need a pack of camels I fucking ate myself. <laughs> so I fucking put my shit up there. She bags it up. Fucking zing my card and I'm fucking out. I'm getting ready to walk out the door and I go, How about that dollar? And she looks at me and she goes, Not a fucking chance. Are and you I'm serious? Dead serious? Oh my God. I'm like, Dude, what you live in the worst state ever. Not That's a fucking chance. Man, I was fucking God. mad. Little Susie man. needed that. Yeah, that could be her next hit right there, man. That's what she was waiting on. <laughs> that dollar could be that next little oh. crack, that little meth pipe. Little bump in the night, baby. That's right. Little bump in the night. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus. Not I a fucking chance. Fucking believe that. That's Not crazy. Not a fucking chance. I would have took a donut out and threw it right at her forehead. 
have a little chocolate donut stain right in the middle and of your she, wrinkly oh, ass forehead. She would have like picked up and like licked off the chocolate. Yeah, she would have ate mm-hmm. it. Oh, I oh my my daughter Julie loves these. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross! So fucking gross. Oh jeez. Anyway, I gotta get back to work. You gotta get back to work. I think it rolled about an hour. Uh, thank you so much to everybody who showed up for the Group Forge. Don't forget, there's other events coming up in May. There is, yes, in May, there's a hammering coming up. The timber framing is in June or July, one of those. You can go to com. check out the events tab, and it'll show you everything. Um, Make Your Camp tickets are still on sale. The rooms are sold out, but Make Your Camp tickets are available, so you have the option to either get a hotel in town, which there are other options for hotels, or you could camp. Um, so head over there, buy your tickets for Maker Camp. Do not miss it this year. If you said the last two years that you were going to go and you kept, oh, I'm not him and haunt, go buy fucking tickets to Maker Camp. Seriously. It's a blast. It's Columbus Day weekend, beautiful upstate New York. And, uh, yeah, hopefully Roy will see each other maybe at the Timber, and we're talking about maybe going to that together, maybe doing a little Possibly. fishing, a little hanging out. Um, Justin Dietrich is a lot nicer than I am. He's a lot better teacher than I am as well. So if you're interested in timber framing, head on over there, grab your tickets for the timber framing class also includes, uh, bed, uh, I'm sorry, a room with, um, breakfast and dinner on Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. I think it's three days as well, but, um, yeah, either way, thank you so much to everybody that attended Thank you and all that great stuff. Keep I on, had a blast. On. We love you guys. That is a wrap on the axe and iron. Shit show!